Hello. Hi. I'm Joel. And I'm Emily. And we are the host of Drink. Drunk. Dead. Dead. I was late. Yeah, very oh, well. late. If you're hearing this message, then this is probably your first time checking us out. In which case, you made a good decision. Yeah, you did. But we wanted to let you know that these first few episodes are a little rough around the edges, so you may want to pour yourself a little bit of a stiff drink for these ones. Or you can skip ahead to episode five. I think that's when we really started to get the feel for what we were doing. We hope that you enjoy this journey of Drink Drunk Dead. And join us as we raise a toast to our ghosts. Drink. Drunk. Dead. dead. I'm Emily. I'm also Emily. Are you my doppelganger? Dun, dun, dun. Your voice is a little deep for a doppelganger. Well, have you ever heard yourself talk? Do I sound like that? Do I sound like a man? In the morning. Uh-oh. <laughs> Emma's playing with the cord. Don't eat that. <laughs> Just looks so delicious. Yeah. Sometimes before you've had your coffee. Before you've had your coffee, you got to have a nice microphone cord. What? <laughs> talking about the voice. Oh. <laughs> said sometimes before you've had your coffee. I thought coffee. you were talking about him. Oh, no. Like the... Re- yeah, he bites an electrical cord to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Did I just hear Elizabeth upstairs? Did you hear that? It's probably auto. So we... This is episode two... Dos. ...of Drink Drunk Dead... And so this week, we adopted two kittens from a local shelter. It's the Anna Shelter. And they're a really nice place there. We got two boys, Emmett and Otto. They're both tabbies. One's got stripes, and the other one has stripes, but he's almost more like cheetah-ish on his side. Otto? Yeah. Yeah, he's got circles. They're really talkative, but Emmett's just purring up a storm in my lap right now. Emmett's three months. And Otto is six months. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. That's going to be a huge cat. He's going to be big. I know. I'm excited. His paws are massive. Yeah. Maybe we can teach him to oh, give back rubs. That. Can you hear him? Mm-mm. Let's see if I can lift him up so you can headphones on. <laughs> so that's Emmett. He's that's burning up a storm. <laughs> Otto may come around. Who yeah. knows? We'll introduce him if he does. This week we are drinking old fashions. Mm. And let me find that recipe again. Cause... So what you got to do is you take two sugar cubes and you put them in the bottom of just like a regular glass. And then you put two shakes of Angostura bitters, Angostura aromatic bitters on it. And then you're supposed to muddle that. And then that's like with a mortar and pestle type the the grindy thing to muddle it muddle it you know mix it up confuse mm. it muddle muddle new word for scrabble <laughs> so you muddle it but i didn't have one of those things so i just used a spoon which by the way is a huge pain in the ass mm-hmm. and then you are supposed to put a little bit of water on top of that 
I wonder how quickly that lady can muddle something between her two spoons. Oh, the spoon lady from yeah. last week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you can really muddle between two spoons. Maybe. Because it requires a little bit of grinding. But anyway, you put the you put a little bit of cold water on top of your sugar cubes that have been muddled with the bitters, and then you muddle it some more, which, by the way... A lot of muddling. Yeah, and it's hard to do that with... Like, you're trying to get the sugar cube to dissolve into the water, but that's hard to do... Cold water. With cold water. Yeah. Doesn't really... Yeah, so... So you add ice, if you want it, and then you add about a shot, a little over, a shot of rye, whiskey, or bourbon. And we went with the Jack Daniels whiskey because that's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the really fancy places will put orange slices or... I have capper in my mouth. <laughs> Lemon twist or like a maraschino cherry in it. But we're not fancy. Well, I thought, you know, with our topic this week, which is haunted objects, that we would go with the old-fashioned, old-fashioned, the really classic old-fashioned, which didn't have any of that... Before they had oranges or cherries on the world. <laughs> when they were broke and all they wanted was straight alcohol. Right. <laughs> to forget about the fact yeah. that they couldn't afford the cherries. Yeah. So when, what did you think? Good. Yeah? I like the cherry. The, what was the, the mixer? The bitters. The bitters? No. What? We didn't put any cherries in ours, baby. It's just, it has just... Oh. Just... Well, it's got like the sweet taste to it. Okay, so when we made this originally... You said that it tastes like stronger whiskey. No. Yeah, because we didn't put anything else in it. No. <laughs> Too drunk. I can't even taste anymore. Yeah. I See, I just thought it, it tasted like drinking whiskey. Just just a, having a sip of whiskey. It didn't really taste like anything special to me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmett, stop. He's playing with our cords. Knock it off! Get out of here. You hear me dragging. That's not that's not an EVP this time. It's an Emmett trying to eat something that right. is electrical and might kill him. Get back, you goofy cat. It's probably only five volts or so. He'd be safe. Yeah. All right. So did you have anything interesting happen this week? Not this week, no. no. Did you? I mean, well, when we got the kittens, did you notice that Emmett was... Really? Oh, when he looked at, was looking in the corner? He, oh, yeah, he keeps staring in the corner. Yeah. It's a little weird. It makes me kind of wonder if he sees something that we don't see. I haven't seen Otto look at anything like that, though. Okay, hang on a second. Stop, cat. You're pissing me off. Leave me alone. I want you to be a part of this, but I don't want you to do that. Come here. Yeah, so he was, he, he's been staring up in the corner. I, I, I agree that I haven't seen Otto do it. Pretty much all I see Otto do is mooch our food or sleep. That's true. Or beg for scratches. Do you want a kitty? She's going to do the same thing over here. I'll put you back over here. And that was that? <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> so, we, we, you know, seeing Emmett kind of stare at the corners, and that's a little bit weird. And then... I had something kind of unusual happen on the drive back from school. What is that whistle? It's Pam's car. <laughs> Sounds like an alien. <laughs> I hope car. this is picking it up. It is, is picking it up. That is loud. 
Okay, so now we gotta wait for Pam to move her butt. God damn it, Pam. Okay. Pam shut her shit box off. Yeah. So I had something unusual happen on the drive home from school. I'm on 79, and it's, you know, it's pouring rain outside, and it's really, there's no light. It's foggy. It's one of those thick mists that's just kind of rolling across in these real thick chunks Mm -hmm. across the highway. And I'm cruising along pretty good. And I am the only person. I can't see anybody in front of me or anybody behind me. And then all of a sudden I get this bright flash in all of my mirrors. Almost like somebody was flashing their brights. Mm -hmm. And it's both my side view mirrors and my rear view. But there's nobody behind me. And of course I immediately look up and I'm trying to see if there's somebody back there. I was all alone. And it was really bright. I mean, it was bright enough that... It made it hard for me to see the road. That kind of... Because, you know, it's so dark outside. Do you think it was an alien? Can you hear Emmett? (laughs) He's hunting something. I don't know. It was weird. It was definitely really weird. So that was my interesting thing that happened this week. It's all that I can remember. It's a good thing you didn't get abducted. I don't... I think I am an alien. Wouldn't doubt it. You think so? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a little unusual. So, there's the potential that I'm already not human. Sometimes when you're sleeping, you start chanting in some unknown language. Mm. Unknown to me, at least. Maybe that's just my past life coming through. Yeah. So, the, that is our start to our week. Mm-hmm. And we've had our drinks. We're certainly on our way to being drunk. And now it's time for the dead. The dead. Shall I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, because you went first last week. So oh my god, I'm going to go keep it consistent. Our stories this week are haunted objects. And I didn't actually look anything up because I have a haunted object that's been handed down in my family. And I actually have some good history with it. It's pretty cool. I'm trying to think about how I really want to tell this. Um, I was never that close with my grandpa. I, he died when I was really little by means that we think, we, we don't think he died of natural causes. Yeah. There there were some things that happened. He's Jewish and uh, his wife at the time had him cremated before an autopsy or anything could be performed because it seemed unusual the way that he died and the time that it took for her to call. So it was a little shady Mm -hmm. but i was never that close with him i didn't really know him that well well growing up he had been really really poor and my great grandpa had wanted to give him something really nice to keep his school clothes in because my great grandparents worked really hard to make sure that my grandpa could go to a private school so he looked like he was a rich kid even though he was dirt poor Mm -hmm. and one of the things that my grandpa made for him was this white chest And it's a really simple, long, thin, white chest. And it just had this little kind of drawer thing, like a sock drawer, but you could lift it out inside of it. And that's it. That's all there was to it. And that was for his school clothes for the private school. Mm -hmm. Well, that got handed down through the family and it got passed to my mom after my grandpa passed away. And then eventually on to me when I got my own place and I used to store sheets and things in it. Well, we we started having these really unusual things happen. Like I could smell 
pipe smoke. A lot of the time, my grandpa was really a notorious pipe smoker in places where you wouldn't normally smell it. I'm smelling it around an apartment, and we can't smoke there. So we'd smell weird things, and we'd, you know, we'd hear strange voices talking. And we had a lot of stuff happen at our apartment, but then we move into our house. And I have my oldest. And as soon as I have my oldest, the activity kicked up significantly. And we start hearing things like when you would close the bathroom door really early in the morning, it would sound like there's a man on the other side of the door, and it sounds like he's having a conversation, like he thinks he's talking to somebody, and it's that kind of call and response sort of thing, but you can't really understand what he's saying. You know that it's words, but it's not any words that you can make out, right? Mm-hmm. So we start hearing that, and then we hear footsteps and other unusual little circumstances, and the smell of the smoke sticks around. And then one night we have my friend's two kids over, and they're around the same age as my oldest. One's a year older and one's a year younger. So we have the kids over, and we put them all down for bed, and they're all in pack and plays, which is like, they're kind of like play pens that are to go, and you can sleep in them. They're soft. Right. So we pop open these pack and plays. We put the little babies that are all under three in the pack and plays, and the oldest is in his room in his crib, and they're each in an individual room. And we put them down for bed, and everybody falls asleep, and it goes quiet. And then my ex-husband and I are sitting downstairs in the living room, and we're just talking. There's no TV or anything. We're just having a conversation, and we very clearly hear the turning of a doorknob upstairs and a door open and shut. And we kind of freak out because these are all really small kids, and our stairs don't have a railing. It's kind of hazardous. So we go running upstairs to make sure that they haven't gotten out of bed, and they're not going to fall down the stairs. And... They're all passed out asleep in their rooms, in their pack and plays. My oldest is in his crib. Nobody's moved. But we both heard this sound. It's crazy. Cray, cray. It is crazy. And then my youngest comes along, and the activity gets even crazier. And my oldest starts crying. He doesn't, he's staring at the rocking chair, and he doesn't like it in his room, and he's crying when we put him down for bed, and it's not that normal kind of cry. It's Is like the dresser something... in his room? Huh? Was the dresser in no, his it room? was up in the attic. But we had a rocking chair in his room, and he would stare at that rocking chair, and he would cry. Not like a normal, I'm hungry, or I'm, I just don't want to be in bed kind of cry. It was something else. And then Maybe one... he shit himself, and that's why he was crying. <sighs> what he saw. You know what? I, I think, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty good mom, and I would check that. Did you check it, though? I did check it. And he didn't shit himself. No. So, one morning, I'm getting ready for work, and it's probably like, five o'clock in the morning so it's really early and my ex had been downstairs watching the news I'm in the bathroom door shut and the door right next to the bathroom is up to the attic and that that shuts it's got it's not just like an open gaping hole it's got a door that opens and closes and then these creaky old stairs well I'm getting ready and it's dead quiet and all of a sudden I hear very clearly footsteps walking around upstairs and those creaky old floorboards creaking under each heavy step and you can hear like a boot going on on the wood coming down and then it starts coming down the stairs and then you hear the doorknob jiggle but you never hear the door open or close and I was like I was upset because I'm going why is he going up into the attic this early in the morning he's gonna wake the kids and I was mad so I go out and I check I open the door and the lights off there's nobody there he's not upstairs so I go down the stairs to the first floor And he's still sitting in the living room. He hasn't moved and he didn't hear any of it. Mm -hmm. But it was so crystal clear. It was really weird. Was this the same time you were on your hallucinogenic drug trip? 
phase? No, 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 no. I haven't done that in many, many, far many, many, many moons. Yeah. Yeah. And those were my teenage years. I was way behind me by this point. Yeah. So we can write that up. <laughs> Unless you cracked your back or something and you were having like a secondary trip. <laughs> no, I hope not at five o'clock in the morning getting ready for work. Yeah, right. So we had, yeah, I mean, we, we had this activity for a while. Mm-hmm. And eventually we move out of the house and we take this piece of furniture with us. And then my mom gives it to my cousin. So I, one day I'm sitting around kind of wondering, I, I knew that, I was pretty sure it was my grandpa that had stuck around. He always loved babies. So mm-hmm. when the activity kicked up, when the babies came around, I figured it was my grandpa. And then when we gave it away, the activity really just stopped. So we had given it to my cousin and I, I contact her one day and I said, you know, I know my mom gave this to you recently. Have you noticed anything weird? This is the kind of stuff that I used to have. And she goes, oh my gosh, yes. They hadn't had any activity and then they move into this new house, and as they move into the new house, they get this piece of furniture. And she said the activity was so wild that they actually brought in people to come bless the house because it was just so active. And this cousin happened to be my grandpa's favorite grandchild. He absolutely adored her. So who knows if maybe when he came with the piece of furniture, he's like, yes! Finally. <laughs> this is my favorite person. And then my he's ex happy. My ex's, his cousin, moved into our old house. So I contacted her to see, you know, was it the house or was it this furniture? And she said that they haven't had any kind of activity in that house whatsoever since they moved in. And they've lived there for over a year. But my cousin has had all kinds of crazy activity. So I think my grandpa went with that piece of furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit freaky. It's a little freaky. My mom said that he used to come down and you would hear the keys on the piano. Mm-hmm. Ting, ting, ting. Like he's playing some tune, and she has that piano sitting right in the living room, and you just hear it late at night or sometimes really early in the morning. Does he play piano? I don't know. I, I guess he's just so. Just sticking around. I know that the piano is also a family heirloom, and I think that was his mother's. So. Gotcha. It's some crazy stuff. Freaky sometimes regardless. I kind of wish I had that back, so I could be like, "Hey, Grandpa." I don't. You don't? No. You don't want you that in the house? You can go visit your cousin for a couple of days, but not coming here. You don't want to hear doors opening and closing? No. Why not? Because I don't. <sighs> Poo-poo. Not up for debate. So what's your story this week? My story? Yeah. It's the Dybbuk box. Ooh. I've heard you of... You familiar? Yes. No? Oh, there comes Emmett. There's an Emmett. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that was a weird position for you, buddy. He just wants to be a part of everything. Yeah, he does. So the Dybbuk box. Damn it, this isn't going to work, bud. The struggles of having new kittens, man. They want to be right. in everything. They're so cute, though, so it's hard to be mad at them. Oh, no. Until they start eating things that you don't want them to eat. My cords. At least they haven't touched our Nikes, though. My goodness. Dybbuk box. Yes, Dybbuk box. So all of these events can be confirmed um, with hospital records and sworn affidavits included in the sale of this object. Uh, this is by a man named Kevin Manis. Manis. So, September of 2001, Kevin had attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. It was the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103 years old. 100? 103. It's a ripe old age. It sure is. <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to live to 103. So, this woman had grown up in Poland, where she married raised a family, and lived until she was sent 
to a Nazi con- concentration camp during World War II. And unfortunately, she was the only member of her family to have survived. Her parents, brother, sister, husband, and two sons and a daughter were all killed while they were there. It's for everybody. Yep. She was the only one. So she escaped with a, a few other prisoners and had made their way into Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. While she was in Japan, or Japan, Spain, she had acquired a small wine cabinet. So this wine cabinet, a steamer trunk, and a sewing box, which she had also got while she was there, was all that she immigrated with when she came to the United States. So Kevin had purchased this wine cabinet and the sewing box and some other furniture there at the estate sale. And before leaving, he was approached by the granddaughter who had said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. She was referring to the wine cabinet, which I guess the family called the Dybbuk box. And so he asked what it was, and she said that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the cabinet in her sewing room, and it was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, said a Dybbuk box, and Kesselum. What's a Kesselum? I'm not sure. So the grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. That should be pretty foreboding right there. Mystery. Like, why would you buy that if it's not right. supposed to be open? Because you can make money. Um, so this woman had asked to be buried with the box. With the box, However, such a request was contrary to the rules of an orthodox jewish burial so they didn't bury her with it yeah no you can't you can't have tattoos there there are a lot of rules for being buried when Mm -hmm. you're jewish so uh kevin had asked the granddaughter if she wanted to open it with him but she refused since the woman had been very serious about it never being opened and her granddaughter wanted to to honor that so trying to be respectful he had offered to have her hold on to the cabinet as it seemed to be quite a keepsake in the family. Right. It makes sense. He didn't even want his money back or anything. And the woman refused over and over again, seeming almost awed about it at times. And she screamed, no, you bought it. We don't want it. And began to cry and then ran away. Drop it and walk away right, right there. Right. Like if she has that kind of a reaction to yeah. it. I wonder if they threw this estate sale, estate sale just to get rid of this box. They didn't give a shit about anything else. They're like, we need to get this the fuck out of here. No, I mean, if it was that bad, wouldn't you want to bury it? I know you can't burn or throw out objects that might be cursed or haunted, but maybe you could bury it. I don't it. know if she thinks if it's cursed or not. Well, obviously she just always it was thought there was some kind of superstitious. Her. Yeah. Something's around it. Mm-mm. I would, mm-mm. Yeah. Just leave it and walk away. Right. If you're willing to lose your money on it anyway, just go. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin had owned a furniture refinishing business, which is where he took the cabinet to later refurbish, and he wanted to give it to his mom as a gift. So about an hour and a half after opening the shop and leaving to run some errands, he got a call on his cell on the cell phone from the saleswoman who was working at the shop that day. And she was hysterical, saying that uh, there was someone in the basement workshop who was breaking glass, cursing up a storm, banging on stuff. And the intruder had locked the iron gate up front and the emergency exit. So the saleswoman was, she wasn't able to leave. She's locked inside? She's locked inside from... From the front door and the exit, the emergency exit. I wonder if he had a like a gated front door where. Yeah. That's wild. You know, like inner city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those only lock and unlock from the outside, don't they? I'm sure you can lock it from. Well, wouldn't she have a lock, like a key to unlock it from know. the inside? Maybe That's... not her. Maybe. The boss probably did. Kevin. That's creepy. That is creepy. So 
As he was on the phone with the saleswoman, he told her to call the police, and just as he did this, his phone died. So he races to the to his shop, not really knowing what to expect when he gets there. Mm-hmm. So when he gets there, the gates were locked. The front gate was locked, and so was the emergency exit. And the woman was curled in a corner, bawling her eyes out. Poor woman. Right. He went to the basement, and at the bottom of the stairs, he was hit with an overwhelming smell of cat urine, even though there had never been any animals in the shop before. That's an awful smell, and that's definitely one that you recognize when you smell it. Right. Is that ammonia? Yeah. Strong as all hell. As soon as you smell it, it's like getting smacked in the nose. It stinks. Right. Nothing. Gross. So the lights didn't work. Tried to turn them on, lights wouldn't work. And as he's walking, walking around trying to find something to bring some light, he steps on broken pieces of light bulbs. And he eventually gets a light and he finds that all of the, the light bulbs had been broken in the socket, just shattered right off. Fluorescent and just regular regular light bulbs, all of them just shattered. That's expensive. Do yeah. you imagine trying to get those things out of the... Have you ever tried to get a broken light uh-huh. bulb out of this? That's hard. There's one in my mom's basement that we have not changed for the past like 15 years because she won't let me. Yeah, because you can't get... It's hard to get them out. Right. Well, you can take pliers and just... Yeah. But so it's, you're in a could you imagine yourself. doing that for your entire basement? Because I imagine with a shop, you have... Quite a lot a of lights. Right, especially in workshop. And, yeah. It, that's where he kind of does all of his refurbishing down there. So he didn't find anything. There was nobody there. And the only way to get into the basement was the way that he went down. So if there was somebody in there previously, they would have had to run past him to get out. He didn't really make any connection between the two, right? Not that you necessarily would, that you bring this new object in and this weird shit happens. And... Yeah, it looks like maybe you had a power surge and all yeah. the light bulbs blue or something except for the fact that there was somebody screaming and shouting oh, yeah. in the basement well maybe she was having a mental breakdown maybe those I mean, she was crying in a ball in the corner when he got there mm-hmm. and she she didn't want to talk about it he tried asking her like you know what was going on she just would not recall the event and she left and he never heard from her again oh, no. wouldn't return any phone calls or anything oh geez so about two weeks later he uh decided that he wanted to finally start working on this cabinet refurbishing it um, and when he opens it up, he found a 1928 and a 1925 U.S. wheat penny. A small lock of blonde hair bound with a string. A small lock of black and brownish hair, again, bound with a string. And a small granite statue with Hebrew lettering, or Hebrew letter spelling out Shalom. A dried rosebud, a golden wine cup, a very strange cast iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. Like the wiggly, wiggly, wiggly legs? Yeah. Have you have you ever seen those the um, candelabras that have the they're not straight legs they're kind of curved they're egg, elegant egg, egg, elegant booms. Do you need to start that one over? <laughs> they're elegant looking. I am not eloquent mm. with my speech. Obviously not. <laughs> but exhibit A. Mm. So yes, he had these octopus legs inside. The wiggly octopus. Octobulopus. Oh my goodness, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Just listen. Just sit back. Okay. okay. <laughs> so after opening it, he decided he didn't want to refinish it. He liked how it was. He just rubbed some, uh, rubbed some lemon oil in it, kind of just to freshen it up a bit. So a few days after his mother's birthday, because he couldn't see her on her birthday, he decided to give her, to, or he gave her the cabinet then, and it seemed like she liked it. So while, while she was looking over it, he needed to go to go make a, a phone call. So no more than five minutes had passed when one of his employees came running into his office saying that something was wrong with his mom. 
So when he goes back in, his mom was sitting in the chair beside the cabinet, her face expressionless, but tears running down it, and she would not respond no matter how, how he tried. To him, it appeared that, he, that she had suffered a stroke, so they took her to the, to the hospital. She had had partial paralysis and lost her ability to form words or speak. She has since regained her abilities, but she could she could understand words and was able to spell by pointing out letters on an alphabet. He asked how she was doing. This was a few days later. Asked how she was doing, and she spelled out no gift. So he, he thought that she just forgot that he got her a gift and kind of laughed back at it and reassured her that he had gotten her one. To which she replies, hate gift. Again, he laughs and says that he would get her anything she wants when she starts to feel better again. Do you think that whatever was in that box followed her to the hospital? What do you mean? So, obviously, we're make, we're making the connection now that there's something going on with the box because we're hearing this all mm-hmm. in a condensed time frame. His is happening over a longer mm-hmm. time frame, so he's not making that connection. We know that most likely it's the box. Yeah. And she's afraid of it. Do you think... Whatever was in that box followed her to the hospital. Like if she should be free of it, but she's sitting there going, "No gift, hate gift. Like keep this thing away." Is she afraid of that coming close to her again, or is did it follow her and she's like, "Get rid of this thing and destroy it." I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, still to this point, he has made no sort of association between what it was happening and the cabinet. Right. And he, I mean, you probably wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't be the first thing you think when your mom has a stroke. So he then gave the cabinet to his sister, who only kept it before a week before giving it back. She complained that she could get the doors to shut, but they would keep opening back up. So then it went then went to his brother and his brother's wife, who gave it back after three days. And his brother had said it smelled like jasmine flowers, while his wife claimed that it smelled of cat urine. His cat piss coming back again, right? That's weird. So, Two different smells. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, beauty is within the eye of the beholder. I'm pretty sure there's nobody out there that goes, mmm, cat piss. Well, jasmine flowers. Yeah, jasmine flowers. Or crazy flowers. cat ladies. I don't know. That's crazy true. cat Maybe ladies, hit us up. Cat. Tell us if it's a pleasant smell for you. Who knows? <laughs> Somebody just walks in, smells cat pee, and they're like, mm. kitties. <laughs> no, <Hey>. ew. <laughs> So next, it had went to his girlfriend, who asked him to sell it after only two days. Damn, nobody wants to keep this Nobody thing. wants this shit, right? So he puts it in his store, and it's sold to a middle-aged couple that same day. Three days later, he comes in to open up the shop, and it was sitting at the doorstep with a note reading, This has bad darkness. At this point, why are you taking that thing back? Like, okay, think about it. The woman selling it was like, no, I do not want this. You take it with you. I will not take your money or anything. Just take it. Get rid of it. I don't mm-hmm. want it. You're having some weird occurrences. Your mom goes, no, no, heck no. Keep that thing away. Everybody you give it to gives it back. And then this couple that you don't even know that is in no way associated with you or this box until this point brings it back and says, this has bad darkness. And you're just like, hmm, okay. Right. He's in a good frame of mind. Uh, yeah. So he takes it home for himself now. No, good choices. He gave up on selling it. (laughs) And this is when he began having a recurring nightmare. Uh, In a nightmare, he would be walking around with a friend, usually someone he knew pretty well and trusted, at least at some point in the dream. And he would look into the eyes of his friend, and this is when he would realize that something was different. There was something evil looking back at him. 
that in the dream, the person changes in what he describes as the most gruesome, demonic-looking hag he had ever seen. Oh, hags you are and so your hags. gross. I, I know, know I don't I like know. hags. They're scary. They are. Just wrinkly. Oh. Why? Why is it a recurring thing? Like, when you see guys that scare you, it's always shadow men or something, and they're mm-hmm. creepy, but they don't... There's something different about a hag. I hope to God that I don't look like a hag when I get old, <laughs> because I might scare myself when I look in the mirror. Yeah. Just can't have a, a mirror above our bed because you'll wake up every morning and just give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> Hair straight up like a cartoon. Yeah, right. <laughs> so after seeing this thing, it then proceeds to beat the living shit out of him. Mm. And he would wake up with bruises and marks where he remembers being hit in his dream. Again, or still, he doesn't make any relation to the cabinet. So one night, his sister, uh, his brother, and his brother's wife come over to spend the night. During breakfast the next morning, the sister had said that she had nightmares and recalled it almost exactly how he had experienced his. His brother and his wife were sitting there and they they froze as they were listening to this story, chiming in to say that they both experienced the same exact thing. That's wild. Have you ever had something like that happen? Somebody had the same dream? Similar dreams? No, not that I remember. I don't think I have either. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. I mean, we finished each other's sentences, but that's totally different. Dreams are different. Yeah. You're not actually Because you're in a completely unconscious yeah. state of mind. And your brains are syncing up. It's wild. Fucked up. So then, this is the point when this man finally wises up, right? Oh, now like, he gets oh, it. I think it's because of the cabinet. <laughs> so he calls his girlfriend up. And, and she says even she had the same dreams while she had this, this cabinet. So everybody's having crazy dreams. Yeah. At least when they're around this. Yeah. This Dybbuk box. So since that point, all hell broke loose. For about a week afterward, he saw this shadow thing in his peripheral vision quite a few times as he was around his house. And numerous other visitors to his residence had said that they also saw this, this shadow figure. Those are so uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you ever seen shadow people? No. I don't plan on it either. I've been seeing that shadow when I go down to school and it weirds me out. Like I've started seeing it. I saw it first. In the motel, but I'm seeing it all over the place, and it freaks me out. Yeah. Tell it to go away. It's a good idea. I'll get you across. Like, I don't even look at my rear view anymore because I'm afraid that I'm going to see something in there. A cop. So they're, they're all seeing these. Yeah, you're funny. That's a distinct possibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're all seeing these shadow people. He's seeing it, people who visit the house. Right. So he's had enough of it, right? He doesn't want to deal with this no more. He takes it out to a storage unit. And then one night he was awoken to a fire alarm going off at his storage unit. And I'm guessing he either just had like some sheds or something out back or else he lived near to this storage unit because he heard the fire alarm going off. Yeah. Um, so he went outside to go see what was burning, but there was no smoke. Opens the door and there's just this strong odor of cat piss. Mm-mm. Leaves it there, closes it up. There's no fire. He doesn't think that there's anything to worry about. So he goes back to his house where he was greeted again with the smell of cat urine. Oh, it followed him? It followed him. No. Yeah. So this is when he really gets curious about it. So he went back out to go grab the cabinet and research it. Came back in the house, and it smelled of the jasmine flowers now. What so his brother like, had said he smelled. Is it two different spirits that are attached to this thing? Because those are know. two very different two smells. Two very different smells, yeah. You had two pennies. 
two different colored locks of hair. Mm-hmm. Are there two spirits that are in that box? Maybe. It makes me feel kind of bad for whatever spirit smells nice. It might be a right. nice spirit He's that's probably... stuck in there with a the butt head. Yeah. Piss smeller. Just screwing everything up. It stinks like cat pee for eternity. Right. That's why they're so mad. That's why they're haunting all these people. <laughs> Get me out of here. This guy stinks. So he wakes up and he's doing some research on this thing. He falls asleep at his desk and he woke up at 4.30 in the morning to the feeling of someone breathing down his neck. Oh, that's so gross. That is so nasty. Just, just the thought it's of it sends so chills down I your can't. back. Mm-mm. And he woke up, opened his eyes just in time to see what he described as this huge shadow figure thing. Yoge. 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 Running down his hallway. Mm-mm. Makes me so uncomfortable. I know. Hags and shadow people Hags are shadow breathing people. on your this neck, like, and it smells like cat pee, and that just smells really bad. This is like your worst nightmare. It is. Just throw in some mirrors, and I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> bye. Mic drop, leaving. I'll finish the podcast. <laughs> so he wanted to destroy it, but he was afraid because he didn't understand what it was and didn't want the spirit to stay with him if he destroyed it. Yeah. So this is when he takes to eBay, because there's a lot of people who, who seek this sort of thing out, you mm-hmm. know? He eventually sells it to somebody. There's a lot of people who, and he just wanted to get rid of it at this point. He didn't care about making his money back or anything. It didn't really seem like he was ever really concerned with making his money. No, he didn't seem like that right from the time of the... The auction. Yeah. Um, the state sale. So there was people, a lot of people hitting him up, like even trying to buy it outside of, of eBay. But he wanted to just get rid of it, so he kept it through eBay. I think it sold for like thirty or $40,000 or something like that. And this box continues to wreak havoc. There's a lot of stories online about what has happened to the people, to the person who bought it. And I think it's passed hands a few more times since since that point. And, and each person kind of has their own accounts of what this box has done to their life. But since selling it, he has not been left alone, the guy who bought it originally. He came home on Friday the 13th to all 10 of his fish being dead inside his aquarium. Bellies up, blown at the top. That could be from all kinds of things, though. Right. But on Friday the 13th, like, all ten of them are dead, and it's just odd, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The realist in you thinks the oxygen, oxygenator broke, and, and they run it, ran out of oxygen, whatever, but for all ten of them to die within a day. Sounds like a superhero name. Oxygenator. Oxygenator. Out there with Captain Planet. Captain Planet. <laughs> Saving the world. Oxygenator. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm okay with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this this story actually inspired a movie. I can't the remember. Possession. The Possession. Is that? Yeah. With the guy that plays the dad for uh, Sam and Dean Winchester in Supernatural. And then he plays the really, really crazy guy oh. in The Walking Dead. The one that carries around the bat with the nails in it, I think. Huh. I didn't watch that season of Walking Dead, but I know of him in that series. Interesting. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. So it inspired this movie. I thought, yeah, pretty wacky. That is wacky. I know some more about that. I actually heard something recently. Because, you know, when I'm at school, I watch. Uh-huh. We don't have cable at home. So I'm watching cable at school. And there's this new series, or at least new to me, called My My Horror Story, I think. It might be on Travel Channel or something okay. like that. Um, And it, they interviewed Kevin Manis, and he went on to say that since then he found out um, he had interviewed not relatives but people who had also been around the Dybbuk box when it was created. He 
he figured out who was tied to this and he went and he met with them and they said that they were actually like 10 Dybbuk boxes mm. and they sent them to different areas in the world to try and get rid of them. So they split them all up because it was like this demon or something that they tore into pieces and they, they saved it in this Dybbuk, in the Dybbuk boxes. Yeah. And since then he now has six of them. People have been sending the Dybbuk boxes to him to keep. So he has six out of the 10. And the problem is if all 10 of them come together, demon comes back, demon comes back. But I know that one of them, um, Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures has like a Haunted Objects Museum out in Las Vegas. Uh, he has the original Dybbuk box out there. Hmm. So there's a story about Post Malone. Yeah. Zach Baggins. Yeah. It's like, that's a big deal. There, people really think Post is cursed from this because he's had issues with like planes and all, all kinds of stuff that's followed him around since being around the Civic box. Yeah. And there was something that I had read about can't remember everything exactly, but it was similar to voodoo, kind of, with the doll. Hmm. Where So the locks of hair were from people who either you wanted to curse or people you wanted to bring good fortune to. And then the that penny, that wheat penny, was your offering to kind of the, the demon, whoever would You offered the this. demon a freaking penny? Well, it was, it, it was more of... Not its face value, but the gratitude. Okay. Yeah, you're offering it metal. Right, an offering. Something. Yeah, mineral, to, something that rings through. To take out this, this action. Right. But yeah, that's... So Grandma was... Uh, Dabbling in the dark side. Yeah, she was. I could see why she told everybody not to open the damn thing, though. Yeah, no kidding. I actually heard another story recently, and I just looked this up on my phone just now. Because I remembered it when we were talking about... Oh my god, I got a hiccup. <laughs> Trying not to hiccup into the mic. <laughs> um, another haunted object that's being sold on eBay or was recently sold. I saw this on made the news, and I'm pulling it up on Huff the Huff Post right now, Huffington Post, and it's a haunted mirror that was being sold out of the UK for a hundred pounds. So let's see. I'll just read this right from Huffington Post as we go because okay. I think this is kind of cool finding these haunted objects. It says, a London couple who believe a mirror they owned was haunted put it on eBay where it's now sold for £100. This, So this is, in quotes, this is a beautiful grand Victorian style mirror and has had pride of place in our North London studio apartment for several months now. Uh, it says, reads the description of the item which was put up for sale by student Joseph Birch, who's 20. He's a painter from Sotiris. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Joseph Birch, 20, and painter. I didn't realize that was the name. So Tyrus Sharalambus. Sharalambus? Sharalambus. 34. Ooh, he likes the older ladies just like you do. <laughs> However, I feel it's only fair that I tell anybody with an interest in buying it about the strange phenomena that has occurred since we acquired it. Many times since putting up the mirror, both myself and my flatmate have woken in the early morning hours screaming in pain, continues the description. The mood in the flat turned sour. I felt constantly as if there was a sense of impending doom upon us. Both of us began to feel zombie-like, as if drained of all our energy. Other side effects of the mirror, said its owners, included leg cramps, things going missing, a sense of impending doom, and the uneasy feeling of constantly being watched. Truthfully, we both love the look of the mirror, but since we put it up in our flat, we have had nothing but bad luck, misery, financial problems, and illness, concludes the eBay listing. 
I would ideally like it to go to somebody who has experience with the paranormal supernatural and knows what they are getting themselves in for. Well, one lucky person is in just that position now because the auction ended on Monday night with just one winning bid. We do hope it was placed by Derek Acora. I have no idea who that is. Let's see. Not the author of this. So this is... Oh. I thought this was a new story. Apparently I'm really behind the times. This is from 2013. <laughs> you go way back. I, I swear to God, I just read this like a month ago. But anyway, I'm maybe I wonder if it got resold and that's why I heard it in the news recently. Mm-hmm. And this is just what I happened to pull up with this story but i wonder if it yeah if it got resold yeah could have isn't that kind of interesting all these haunted objects ending up on ebay do you want to get one no not the least bit no i'm all right with buying stuff from home goods and tj maxx but i love antiques they're made to last well then we can make our own stuff not that skilled we'll just put some patina on it (laughs) oh you don't want to bring any ghosts home with you? Not until I have the money to buy a ghost gun. Okay. Well, since we're not going to bring any ghosts home, then let's raise a toast to the ghosts? To our ghosts. That aren't in the house. 